Welcome, everybody, to episode 44 of the Udam Millennials podcast. I'm Garrett. And I'm Paige. And this is the impeachment special. I feel like there should be music right there. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it would have been so post. poetic if this was like the 45th episode. Oh, it would have. Just pretend it's the 45th episode. I'm sure the next episode will also be about Trump. The title of this episode will be episode 44 dash. Episode 45. Episode 45. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this entire episode is going to be focused on the whistleblower, now whistleblowers, scandal and uh, the impeachment inquiry and all that good stuff. So, so strap that in. That was weird. We both just said so at the same time. <laughs> Get ready. Also, we're both a little sick, so we probably both sound a little gross, but yeah, I know, it's all I good. Yeah, I definitely do. You sound all right. Thanks. Um, so I'm just going to start off with a summary, summary of what's happening. So I'm sure a lot of people were just bombarded with, like, impeachment inquiry happening now and, like, Nancy Pelosi finally agrees to impeachment proceedings, all that stuff. And a thousand other news stories titled Ukraine. Like one word differently. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just bombarded. It, it, yeah. It all came out at once. And so I feel like just we're going to deep dive into what exactly is happening and why this is different than previous calls for impeachment. So just a little summary. Earlier this year, President Trump passed uh, pressed the president of Ukraine. Do you know how to say his name? Is it? No, I don't. Starts with a Z. President Z. <laughs> to or something? something like that. He pressed the president of Ukraine to investigate um, Joe Biden. And we'll get into why later on in the episode. Well, how is kind of important to you, you want to? I'm just going to do a quick, okay. quick overview okay. yeah, and then we'll deep it, dive. Okay. So then after that, that, well, that pressure that I talked about was mostly from Trump and Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> who is Trump's personal attorney. And it has lasted several months. So really, it just came out um, recently because of the phone call conversation, which we'll get into. But they've been doing this for several months. And that's included like public demands, um, like on television and like the withholding of $400 million in U.S. military aid um, that the country was expecting. Um, And then also just like privately through like phone call conversations, which we'll get into. Um, and then a whistleblower came out from within the United States government, and he was concerned about um, what was taking place between the president and the president of the United States and the president of Ukraine. And that came out like mid-August, right? The whistleblower report? Yeah, or mid-September. No, it's late. it's been recent. It's... It was recent. It was like end of September. Yeah, I would yeah. say end of September. So since then, more and more um, information has just been coming out, and... Uh, Nancy Pelosi finally declared that the House of Representatives would conduct an official impeachment inquiry. And so pop champagne. Yeah, we celebrated. Yes, and uh, now it seems that Trump is facing, like, his greatest risk of impeachment. And that's, like, yeah, greater than, like, the Mueller report and, like, greater than all of that. This is much deeper and, like... Yeah. systematically wrong. <laughs> so that was a quick recap. Yeah, that's just a summary of what's happening. So now we're going to just like deep Go dive. back to the beginning. Yes. And deep dive every step pretty much. Okay. So the first step, Trump pressuring the Ukrainian president. How this happened, re- reportedly, because as Trump has said, this is second or third hand information from the whistleblower. But essentially what had happened is 
Trump was talking to the Ukrainian president, and at this point, they had already um, discussed withholding aid to Ukraine, not with the president, but in their inner circle, essentially. And talking to the Ukrainian president, Trump said something along the lines of, hey, it would be nice if you open an investigation into Joe Biden and his son. Why that is, is because Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden, one of Joe Biden's sons, worked for a Ukrainian company at some point in his in Obama's presidency. He still works there. When he, he, uh, he still works yeah, there. Yeah, he works at um, a natural gas company stationed in Ukraine called Burusima. Um, and he's been there since 2014. And just like a preface to all this, he doesn't have any experience with this sort of thing. And, and that's kind of a kind of apparent in like all the jobs he's had he really doesn't have that much experience to get that job in the first place um so that's just yeah just some little background information if you want to keep going so very little experience he's working for this ukrainian company and is making around fifty thousand dollars a month he just he just quit this year or he got fired or something he's not there anymore as of 2019 that's a decent amount of money job he's not really experienced for Mm -hmm. and at that same time, his father, Joe Biden, VP at the time, was pressuring, well, actually, I, I'll rewind a little bit. Many of West, the Western countries, much of Europe, most of the EU, and the United States were all pressuring Ukraine into dropping their attorney general? Prosecutor general. Prosecutor general. Victor Shokin. Who was known for not prosecuting corruption within companies in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And as a result, Joe Biden threatened to withhold. It was it, it's it's prudent to also disclaim that it wasn't just Joe Biden. He was just the the, the deliverer of the message. Yeah. But essentially, Joe Biden told them, hey, we're not going to give you this money if you don't fire your prosecutor general. So he ended up being fired. And while the whole situation is a little... And so the reason that the Republicans think that this is shady is because they seem to believe that the company that Hunter Biden was working for was under investigation by the prosecutor general. And then they said, oh, well, Joe Biden pressured the pro- pressured, pressured Ukraine to fire this prosecutor general because Hunter Biden worked for them. And he was going to investigate them for yes crimes. And so that's the belief. It's been disproven. There it, was an investigation. Yes, and there is little to no evidence. While, and while I will say, like, it's a little shady that, like, Hunter Biden got this job at a, like, Ukrainian natural gas company. Like It's the it's, least of our concerns. It's though. also, like, I don't see its connection to Joe Biden. Like, it's shady in that Hunter Biden, like, doesn't. He's not qualified for the position and stuff like that. But, like, there's no shady interactions between the Bidens and, like, Ukraine proven by the facts that the GOP is trying to, like, push forward. Yes. So back to Trump. Trump wants information on this whole dealing because he anticipates that Joe Biden is going to win the Democratic nomination. Therefore, he wants dirt on Joe Biden, as he did with Hillary Clinton, because he believes it will help him win. Mm-hmm. So, talking to the Ukrainian president, he says, hey, it would be nice if you investigated this whole Joe Hunter Biden thing. And the Ukrainian president says, oh, okay, yeah. Later it comes out that 
they were planning to withhold funds from Ukraine military aid if they did not do this investigation into Joe Biden. And it's important also to note that that funding had already been allocated by the Pentagon and, like, by Congress. So the Pentagon had allocated $250 million for weaponry um, to Ukraine, and then the State Department was also supposed to give $141 million to Ukraine for maritime security. So, like, this is congressionally appropriated funds, which Trump doesn't seem to understand what that means because he's had issues with this in the past. And then, so Trump originally declared that both of those funds should be blocked, and he didn't offer an explanation. So then on September 9th, the inspector general um, wrote a letter to Representative Schiff, who's the Democratic representative from California, and then Senator Richard Burr, who's the Republican um, senator from North Carolina, who also are chairs of the Congressional Intelligence Committee. And he told them that the complaint existed and then didn't really provide any details of it. What complaint? The whistleblower complaint? No, the complaint that he kept complaining about Trump's thing saying, like, I'm blocking funds. Okay. So that was on September 9th when they were notified of it. And then on September 11th, the White House just turned back its its uh, its decision to block the funds and then said, never mind, the military funds can go. Still providing no, like, explanation. Then on September 13th, um, Schiff told everyone what happened, basically, and... Uh, and then he alleged that Trump was, like, trying to cover up something, like, because they never provided reason for blocking the funds. And then they, like, all of a sudden when they felt like they were getting some sort of, like, uh, resistance, they, like, said, okay, never mind. You can just release the funds. It's fine. Yeah, because at the time we didn't know why he tried to block the funds to Ukraine. And then the it whistle- just happened and we just said, okay, yeah. uh, why did this happen? And then the whistleblower report came out. So... The whistleblower report alleged, essentially, that this person who was working within the government had knowledge of this dealing and basically said, I was incredibly worried by this. This is very, very illegal for the president to be threatening to withhold funds from a country for his own personal gain. Yeah, and uh, the, the phone call took place on July 25th. Um, because the White House releases, like, the transcript yes. of the entire conversation. They didn't release the, actually, they didn't release the entire conversation. Some stuff was redacted, obviously. Well, no, it's not even that. It's, if you read the transcript at the top, it says, this is not a word-for-word transcript. This is simply a summary. There was a whole estimated 25 minutes missing from that phone call. To be fair, some of that, most of that, could probably be translation. Mm-hmm. Because... I've heard that's uh, fair. I've read articles that he doesn't speak great English, the Ukrainian president, and obviously our president doesn't speak any language other than English. I, I assume maybe some whatever Melania speaks. But um, <laughs> but so it's to be fair, a fair amount of that could be translation. But there's still lots of text missing from the quote unquote transcript. Also, something else that Trump and Giuliani wanted Zelensky to, he's the president of Ukraine, sorry, Zelensky, to investigate was the DNC email server. Like, they already know Russia. I think it, I think it was said that they think China also has something to do with the, like, leaking of DNC. Right. It's just one big, like, conspiracy theory, honestly, at this point. But regardless, so that happened. The whistleblower report came out. 
Trump freaked out and said, okay, I'm going to release the transcript. The next day, the White House releases the transcript. Yeah. To many people's surprise, including my own. Thinking that it didn't incriminate him because they were saying, like, it was framed as a favor. That's what they said. Yeah, they said there was no quid pro quo, which essentially means we did not offer them anything for them to give us something. Yeah, but we, we withheld aid. Like, that seems pretty transactional to me. Yeah, so it was pretty ballsy that they released this transcript, but they did, and it essentially threw the whole Democratic Party into an uproar. Mm-hmm. And then soon after that, I believe, is when the impeachment inquiry was announced by Nancy Pelosi. Yep. Took her goddamn long enough. She was pretty quick with it after the whistleblower report came out. <clears throat> she, like, it was, like, the next day. She was, like, yeah, impeachment proceedings are happening. Yeah, because, I mean, I think she finally got to her breaking point where she was, like, you know, Fuck it. I don't really care about much else at this point. We need to yeah. hold him accountable. Yeah, and so just some background on who the whistleblower is. Um, their name has not been released, obviously, for safety reasons. Despite Trump and some GOP members trying to get them to release his name. So he worked, um, he works as a CIA agent, um, and he witnessed the corruption and the dealings with Ukraine happening um, through reports, not necessarily firsthand information. That's important. So then uh, he went to, like, his higher-ups, right? Yep. And he went to several different higher-ups. his boss. Yeah. I've- asked him, hey, so I read these reports. I saw this. It seems kind of dam- damning to the president. Are these valid concerns? His boss said, yeah, that's valid. So then he went to the inspector general, said, hey, so I read these reports. Is this a valid concern? He also said, yeah, that's a valid concern. That's when the whistleblower report officially came out because he went through all the proper channels to do so beforehand. Everybody told him it was a credible um, worry of his to be having an issue with all these reports that he was reading so he decided to go public obviously not uh with his identity but with the information and as we would expect the gop went on a rampage trying to discredit this person even though they had no idea who this person was they basically just said oh this is second or third hand information i don't know how we can trust this how are we going to start impeachment proceedings talking about Pelosi, based on second- or third-hand information. This is a travesty. You know, things that they do after uh, troublesome reports come out about the president. So now, there has been a second whistleblower who has come forward. Um, Not much information on, like, him yet, but he has first-hand information, apparently, which is exactly what Garrett just said, what the GOP was their main grievance with this whistleblower. Yes, but before that even happened, uh, so essentially the whistleblower report came out, Trump went crazy on Twitter as, as he, he does. does. And then a couple days later, he was on the news on national television, and I'll pull up the clip. Let it speak for, for itself. <laughs> Further implications. Because just, just pay attention to the fact that 
the whistleblower report came out, and then their, the GOP's defense was, no, he did not offer um, anything, or he did not ask for these countries, for a country to investigate his political rival. He just simply thought it would be good to have that loose end tied up. So just listen to this and take what you will from it. Start a major investigation into the Bidens. It's a very simple answer. Uh, they should investigate the Bidens because how does a company that's newly formed and all these companies, if you look at, and by the way, likewise, China should start an investigation into the Bidens because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with uh, with Ukraine. So I would say that President Zelensky. If it were me, I would recommend that they start an investigation into the Bidens because nobody has any doubt that they weren't crooked. That was a crooked deal, 100%. He had no knowledge of energy. Crooked deal, 100%. There you go. <laughs> so if there was any doubt about the fact that he asked foreign governments to in, intervene in our politics and mm -hmm. our, election, our elections and our election process... Well, he, he wanted to put all those reports to bed and just do it himself. Exactly. And so, is there anything else you want to talk about, about, like, the actual what happened? Um, no, I would say that's a pretty good summary of all the things that happened. So, the happened. next the next question is, like, is, is, or is, is what Trump doing illegal? Ah, okay. And... Uh, there's a lot of theories going around because obviously stuff like this has not really happened before. Um, there's no precedence for this sort of situation. But a lot of the theories include like fraud, obviously, extortion. And then also um, people are complaining about like campaign finance laws um, just because of uh, it's Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different theories. And that's sort of the answer for the illegal portion because... It, some people say yes, some like um, legal scholars will say yes, but some legal scholars will also argue no, because the president technically can't be indicted as a sitting president for actions he did as a president. So it's just really interesting to see like if it's actually legal or not. However, legality does not play a role in impeachment. So a president can be impeached for any number of reasons. The uh, the Constitution. Criteria. Yeah, the Constitution directly says that a president can be impeached for, quote, treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors. So it's very vague in how it's worded. Does that make sense? Yeah, I thought there were, like, I read somewhere that there are four criteria that they judge it based off of. That's it like, all it says in the Constitution. Oh. Well, so it'll be interesting to see it all up for up for debate. As of right now, the House is investigating. They started their... I will... Oh, yeah. I'm going to go through all that. Um, I do want to talk about, like, why this scandal is the scandal that pushed Democrats to impeachment. Um, primarily because this involves tampering with a future election, and it's not looking into a previous election, which is what the Mueller report was doing. So it's actively proving that he's tampering in a future election. And then also, uh, Nancy Pelosi... <laughs> already had enormous pressure on her um, because it's going into an election year and all that stuff. So this is really the one that has the most traction. So she latched, uh, latched onto this one. 
And then it's also uh, tougher facts for Trump to try and defend against. So there's literally a transcript that was released uh, that implicates him. Rudy Giuliani's dumbass is going (laughs) on to news stations and further incriminating the president. So far that Rudy Giuliani had to get his own attorney. This man is an attorney. Had to get his own attorney. For implicating himself. For implicating himself also. Which, and he's closely tied to Trump, as we described earlier. And then also the whistleblower, since they work for the CIA, they are also nonpartisan. So it's hard to call this, like, a democratic scheme. Partisan hack. A partisan hack when it's it's literally within the own federal government and the CIA is a nonpartisan organization or agency. Also, it's important that the invest- er, inspector general uh, read the whistleblower report and essentially was asked if he thinks that the whistleblower acted on their own political beliefs and <clears throat> essentially was forced to do what they did because they disagree with the president politically. And the inspector general said they did not believe that politics played a role in what they did. They also stated that the transcript lined up with what was said in the whistleblower report. Which gives the whistleblower more credibility because then – is it the inspector general or the attorney general? Inspector general. Okay. And they were appointed yeah, by so I thought. president. So the inspector general is Trump appointed, so it, it gives the whistleblower report more uh, believability. I mean, not that the Democrats need it anymore, but, I mean, it should be something for the Republicans to see, like, whoa, like, and a Trump-appointed official said that this is credible. So – what this means and, like, the impact that this whole situation has had on our political system and in the future. So the first Republican representative, Mark Amade of Nevada, yay Nevada, has come forward in support of impeachment. So there's already a Republican in support of impeachment before 13 other Democrats are even in support of it. So I think what this means is that we'll see other Republicans coming forward in support Mark Amade, um, that's pretty smart of him because for those of you who don't know, I'm sure a lot of people don't know, uh, Washoe County or where Reno is, is turning bluer because of the immense amount of college students and the immense amount of like professors and educated people in the area. So it's turning bluer. Um, so Mark Amade, I think, is trying to save his skin a little bit as a Republican in a progressively blue area. That's just a little side note for our Nevadans. And then additionally, uh, Senator Chuck Grassley, who is the, he's like a speaker of, or the head of some committee, I can't remember. He was a part of the Kavanaugh, I think he's an oversight. Something like that. I don't know, but he was a part of the Kavanaugh hearings. I consider him the chief person who says their S's as... That's true. Yes, he's from Iowa, I think. (laughs) Um, But he, okay, so like I said earlier, the GOP has been trying, Some I shouldn't say the GOP, some people in the GOP have been trying to get the whistleblower to come forward or to release the whistleblower's name, which is super not okay, according to like whistleblower. Super witness tampering. Yeah, that's like not cool. Intimidation. (laughs) Intimidation, yeah. So Chuck Grassley came forward and said, This person appears to have followed the whistleblower protection laws and ought to be heard out and protected. We should always work to respect whistleblowers' requests for confidentiality. And this is in response to, like, Trump. uh, Unsurprisingly, Lindsey Graham came forward and said something. And other Republicans trying to get him to come forward. And then, um, I don't know. Yay, Chuck Grassley said that, but he's obviously, he doesn't support the whistleblower, what they're saying. And he thinks that Democrats are rushing into impeachment proceedings. But it's nice to see some Republicans still trying to 
stick to protocol and stick to, like, the rule of the law. Yeah, you know, agree with how our political system works. Yeah, and not just letting partisanship blind you. Um, Another funny thing that came out of this was the minority leader of the House was on 60 Minutes. And I don't know who who runs 60 Minutes. Who's the person talking? Dude, I don't even know. I don't know, but someone was reading the transcript on 60 Minutes to him, and he was like, oh, you added a word there. And the guy doing the interview was like, no, I literally, I'm reading from the document right here. And the minority leader was like, are you serious? That's what he said? <laughs> like, so it's just funny. To, not great for their defense. It was, yeah, it was not great for their defense. And then also, uh, Rudy Giuliani got into, like, a fight with Jake Tapper <laughs> on the news. <laughs> And that was, if you have time, just look up that clip because that was just a joke, basically. So then I'm just going to go over what impeachment actually looks like because a lot of people are, like, celebrating and I think it's way too soon. So we are, okay, we're, like, at step one, basically. Um, Nancy Pelosi announced formal impeachment inquiries happening right now. She announced that on September 24th. So moving forward from here, so the impeachment proceedings have been proceduralized a lot more than what's directly written in the Constitution. The Constitution is very vague. So our Congress has come up with their own sort of system uh, still abiding by the Constitution. So Nancy Pelosi chose the House Intelligence Committee to lead the investigation. So the chair of that committee is Representative Schiff of California. So he um, and his committee, which is comprised of 13 Democrats and nine Republicans, will investigate the um, proceedings and then they will vote on whether or not um, it should be it should move forward and they just need 50% of the committee so that means likely likely happen so you just need all Democrats but two to vote in support so once that ends um, it moves to the house wait 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 I, I lied I lied I'm getting a little mixed up Oh, yeah, no, no, I said, wait, wait, we're going to have to edit this out. Doesn't this not make sense? Form unquote by House Intelligence Committee, then it goes to, oh, yeah, no, 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 okay. So once, <laughs> so once the formal inquiry is voted on um, by the House Intelligence Committee, it moves to the House Judiciary Committee, which is led by uh, Chairman Nadler who is also a Democratic representative, obviously. And that committee is comprised of 24 Democrats and 17 Republicans. They will then also vote. They will do their own sort of investigation. (coughs) And then they'll vote. Um, It just needs a simple majority, 50%. So that means all but four or all but three Democrats need to be in favor of it, which will likely happen. After that, if it does pass... Um, the House committee drafts their own articles of impeachment. And then the House debates the articles on the floor. So the entire House is now involved. Then they vote on the articles of impeachment. There are 235 Democrats, 198 Republicans, and then one independent. Justin Amash, who will definitely vote yes. <laughs> yes. You just need a simple majority in the House. So if they get it, Um, If they get that simple majority, then Trump is technically impeached. Impeached is used wrong a lot of the times by the average citizen. 
Impeached is just having the articles of impeachment voted yes on in the House of Representatives. They are not removed from office at that point. They are just then going into a trial before the entire Senate. So if it gets passed, Trump is then impeached. If it doesn't pass, then no further proceedings happen. So let's say that it does pass. Then it goes to a full trial uh, in front of the Senate. Since the president of the Senate is technically Mike Pence, the vice president, he will be removed as president of the Senate for that trial, and he will be replaced with John Roberts, who is the chief justice of the United States United States Supreme Court. Um, and then the Senate acts as a jury. So the Trump, the Trump, <laughs> Trump and then other key witnesses will be brought forward like a regular trial. They will be asked to speak. Um, give testimony, all that good stuff. Um, it, it it acts as a, a courtroom would. And then after that, the entire Senate votes. They need 67 votes for him to be removed from office. If they don't get those 67 votes, Trump remains in office, but still will have been in- technically impeached. Does that make sense? Yeah, like Clinton. Like Clinton, yeah. <clears throat> Clinton Clinton's articles of impeachment were passed, so he's technically impeached, but he wasn't removed from office. So just a little rundown on how the Senate is looking right now, because everyone knows it's Republican run right now. There are 53 Republicans, 45 Democrats, and two independents who technically caucus with Democrats. So we'll call that 47 Democrats, 53 Republicans. So you need 67 votes to convict. So we need four. Wait, how many Republicans do we need to come over? A lot. 22. We need 22 Republicans to be in favor of impeachment. Or of removal of office. So it's, uh, well, I don't think we'll have any issues in the House. I think the but House it, will be easy. He will be impeached. He will be impeached, but he, I must say, likely will not be removed from office. No president has ever been removed from office. Because Nixon resigned. Due to impeachment. Yeah, Nixon resigned, and <clears throat> before he could be, I feel like he would have been removed. So he, he resigned, and then Clinton didn't get the votes in the Senate to be removed from office. Neither did Andrew Johnson. Um, yeah, so there's a long way to go, is what I'm trying to articulate here. But so let's move. Let's just assume that he gets impeached because it's likely to happen. Because mm-hmm. every step of the way is majority Democrats. Yes. More than a simple majority, and you just need a simple majority at every step. Yes. So it will likely happen when it gets to the Senate. Obviously, you said we need 20-some Republicans to 22. switch sides. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about why I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is due to the fact that I don't think... I don't know. I think past a certain point, people are just tired of like riding for Trump so hard when, they, when he just kind of div- digs a digger deeper... Digs a digger? Digs a deeper grave for himself pretty much go. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm torn because obviously it's... The, the, the reason why I'm not very optimistic, on the other hand, is because if, if he gets impeached and gets removed from office, that's all... That's him admitting guilt, essentially. And that's all... The people who have ridden for him and have backed for him and have tried to defend him, that's essentially all of them saying the whole time that they were defending him, it was bullshit because they knew he was guilty and they just went on TV and lied and they lied on the Senate floor and they lied on the House floor 
So the problem is, if they essentially admit guilt by voting against him and voting to remove him from office, then that kind of gives the 2020 election away. I mean, but on the other hand, I've heard that he's going to get impeached and the trial itself, no matter which side you stand on, it's going to be pretty damning. It's Mm going to be a lot of information that comes out. He can't just lie because as Clinton proved, if he just lies during the proceedings, then that could be another reason for him to get impeached. I don't, but this is such a different time than when Clinton got impeached. Like, I feel like even if he does lie on the floor, no one's going to give a fuck. Like, the Democrats obviously will, but Republicans at this point, he's been caught in his own lies over a hundred times. So They obviously don't care. Yeah, but so so Roberts oversees the trial, right? Yes. He's supposed to be nonpartisan. Yeah, but he doesn't have a say in anything. He just presides over the trial. Yeah, but you know... He, he doesn't really do anything. True. I don't know. It's tough. Just because part of me has said he's had so much baggage at this point, I think the GOP would have a better chance in 2020 if they just I agree. dumped him. I agree. And went with Pence or even dropped Pence and went with Mitt Romney, Romney. or Kasich or... Yes, Other candidates that have proven to be more popular recently. And that's why... Mitt Romney almost beat Obama. Like, I... He's a likable motherfucker. Yes. And that's why part of me thinks that it's possible. And, oh, we didn't mention that. Mitt Romney came out... Oh, yeah. (laughs) ...essentially saying that what Trump did was wrong. He didn't say it was impeachable, but he He did say it was was wrong. wrong. (coughs) I admire him for that. Which could be him caping for 2020 because he knows the GOP are just going to dump Trump and <laughs> dump Trump and just put him in the driver's seat which I think would probably be their best case because I do too. I mean, he's just got so much baggage at this point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if he when he leaves office, he's got so many different trials waiting for him. Yep. He's going to he's going to run away once he gets out of office. I he's going to move somewhere else. Part of me thinks he's going to go to Jeffrey Epstein's island and just live there for the rest of his life. Honestly. To avoid whatever trial is coming his way. New yep. York State, a couple national trials. He still has trials from before his presidency. Yeah, it's looking it's looking rough for Donnie once he leaves office. But Good. Hate that guy. Yeah, but that's why part of me thinks it is possible. I'm not, like, holding my hopes up yet. Obviously, I'm going to wait for the trial to actually start happening. Because things will happen that will sway our opinion one way or another. But as of right now, I give it 70% chance he doesn't get removed from office. 30% I'm like 95% he doesn't get removed from office. Just because of the timing. We have a year until the election. Yeah. I mean, by the time we get there, with how slow this bureaucracy moves, like, we're... He'll get impeached right before... I mean, that'd be perfect timing, actually, if he just gets impeached before the election, because then that's super bad for his approval rating and everything. Then we'll just vote to kick him out. I think that'd be more satisfying, too. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, for him to actually lose. Yeah, it'd be much more satisfying. <clears throat> it'd be poetic justice if he loses and then McConnell also loses. Yeah, fuck Mitch McConnell. From what I've read, that, that that is getting more and more likely, even though Kentucky's very red. Um, he has a serious challenger, and... People are just, people don't fuck with him, man. I mean, also, he can prolong that shit as long as he wants. Or he can speed it up as long as he wants. It's, why would he speed it up? What do you mean? 
Mitch McConnell could refuse to hear this on the floor. That's not true. Yes, I, he, re- I read somewhere he, he could he push ha- it off. If if they well, but if there are impeachment proceedings and the House passes it, he has to have the trial. Yeah, but he it could wait until after the election. Like he could wait till after the election and then do it. Then it's over. Yeah, I don't know if that's entirely true, but I'm pretty sure he can also, prolong it. He, also, he definitely said, we will have a trial. Oh, you didn't see that quote. Oh, he's you? very confident then. Yeah, he said we are going he to wouldn't have a, He wouldn't have said that unless he had the backing of the Republican Party. Yeah, well, he said we're going to have it Well, one way or the other. That's the thing. Like, part of me thinks... Obviously, most of the Republicans are two-faced. I... If they wanted to just get rid of Trump and just remove him from office, I have no doubt they would do it quickly. I have no doubt that McConnell is behind, would be behind closed doors talking to all the other senators saying, do you really like this guy that much? Everybody says, oh, okay, let's get rid of him. Let's use Pence. So you don't think McConnell's very loyal to Trump? Not even a little bit. I don't think he gives a fuck I about think Trump. we underestimate how many people in this country support Donald Trump. Oh, no, I don't. Because I think all of Mitch McConnell's constituents who voted for him in the first place are Trump people. They're Trumpsters. Like, those are the people who would vote for Trump. So why wouldn't he be looking out for his own skin? Because those are the people who are going to reelect him. Sure. So that's why he backs the president so hard. Because he knows his constituents do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, We can. That's another thing, is that as the polls come out and he's getting more and more even with his challenger... He's got to weigh whatever is going to be best for him. Because like I said, I don't think he's loyal to anybody. I think he... Mitch is loyal to Mitch. (coughs) And Russia. Um, I think he cares the most about getting reelected, obviously. As Isn't that rule number one? Yeah, that's rule number one as a public figure. Yes, that's what you care about. He just cares about getting reelected. And second most, he being majority leader, he just cares about keeping legislation off the floor that he doesn't like and voting on legislation he does like. Yep. So, if it's in his best interest to dump Trump because it makes him look like he actually cares about our political system and and wants to make sure things are done by the book, I think he'll do it. But it's a question of whether he thinks that will be beneficial for him. So, I, we can end on a like happy note. So, the there's a poll going around that asks, should how the House try to impeach Trump? 50% said yes, 39% said no. And then, if the House impeaches, should Senate remove Trump from office? 51% said yes, 39% said no. And someone pointed out that um, during the Nixon, like, Watergate impeachment scandal, public support at this time, like, at this stage, was only 19% for for supporting impeachment for Nixon. So, it's actually crazy that Trump's is at 50% right now. So, that's the one thing that kind of has me hopeful is that... This impeachment proceedings actually has a lot of public support, which makes sense because Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. So it would make sense that 50 percent of the country is in favor of impeachment. But that's that's another another story. Uh, Hillary essentially lost because of the secret email server. Any information that Trump had uh, on dealings with foreign governments in this vein, he apparently was keeping on a secret server. (laughs) But no one seems to care about that. No one seems to care about that. Oh, the emails on a secret server. Lock her up. Yeah, but Trump doing that literal exact same thing and then <laughs> and five hundred other illegal shit, like doesn't matter, right? Hypocrisy at its finest. So happy note, half the country supports impeachment. So happy impeachment proceedings week. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll I'm sure, updated. yeah, like I said, I'm sure episode 45 will also be about Trump and Russia. Not Russia, shit, Ukraine. So, stay tuned. Yeah. But besides that, have a good have a good week. And Keep your eyes on the news. Yeah, watch watch the news, please. Please watch reliable news sources. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs>